We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's NFL time, week 17. Yes, week 17. One more week, because that's how we roll in the NFL nowadays. But it it feels like week 17 um, when you're looking at already some of the stuff when it comes to um, people getting sat and stuff. So uh, joined, as always, back from his one-week break. We got uh, my good buddy, Keith Eister, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Uh, yeah, we're 13 games on the slate, too. We've been used to these, like, 9 and 10 gamers the last few weeks, so a big old 13-gamer to break down here. Had a good night in the NBA streets. Um, if you guys were checking out Grinders Live, Dean and I talked about the the net situation, and it played out exactly how we feared it kind of might, where Bridges and Cam uh, Thomas barely played. Um, was all over SGA. He had a nice day. If I would have had my Booker and Kevin Durant exposure swapped, it could have been a huge night for me. But went went heavy on Booker, and it was Durant that went nuts. But like somebody in that on that Phoenix side to go off against Houston without Dylan Brooks. But good night in the NBA. Ready to break down some NBA, some NFL. Yeah, I talked about this on the NBA podcast, so we just got done recording. But when all the Brooklyn news came out, I grabbed Milwaukee minus three and a half. Um, so it was a good night in the betting streets. Um, I did like. Uh, I think it was like three and a half units on that. So <laughs> good, good, good bet. Um, like I said, one of the best bets I've made all year. Josh or Jared Allen, I had his rebound and his point rebound prop. He absolutely smashed. Uh, yes, so did. good NBA night for me as well. Not a good hockey night. I had a bad betting hockey night. Uh, that happens from time to time. But uh, NFL week <laughs> 16, I'm laughing 
because it was awful. Um, I'm really glad that I didn't play a lot of volume because I was super busy with the kids and stuff with Christmas. But man, I had a ton of DJ Moore. I had a ton of Chandler and I had a ton of Drake London. Well, Heineke threw all the passes to Kyle Pitts and I didn't have any of him. So um, I am ready to move on when it comes to NFL and break down this monster 13 game slate a lot going on a lot to talk about let's jump in and have some fun we get started with atlanta at chicago 37 and a half total here chicago is a three-point favorite um talk to me here what do you like for the falcons so the bears defense has been really good over the past several weeks now the run defense has been outstanding all year long um and now they're they're taking everything away from wide receivers as well. So I have no interest in Heineke or the receivers here. Um, I don't want to target Algier, even though he's cheap and, and still has a role because I don't think he's going to have a ton of success on the ground. But B. John Robinson is of interest to me because one way you can beat this Bears defense is through throwing out of the backfield. And Bijan is one of the most talented receivers I mean, even though he's a rookie, we finally saw him have a massive role out of the backfield. The role's been growing a little bit here recently. Uh, Ten targets last week. So Bijan at, at 6,600, I think he's the their best way to move the football here against this uh, stout Bears run defense and, and then their corners being solid as well, taking away wide receivers. Slight interest in Kyle Pitts, but not as much as Bijan. I, I think Bijan will be my main target here for Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I got burned so hard by Drake London last week that I'll probably end up playing a little bit of Drake London again this week, just because like, I don't want to be that guy that is way overweight on somebody. And then the next week he goes bonkers, but I would say must win spot for Atlanta, right? They're seven and eight. If they want to have a chance to make the playoffs, they have to win this game. Um, so, I mean, this is a, this is a season ender type of game for Atlanta. So, not as much interest in Heineke this week as I did last week. Um, and assuming he plays, I know he was limited with an ankle on Wednesday. I assume he's going to play. This is his chance to kind of prove himself to win a couple big games here down the stretch. Um, so I, I have interest in Bijan. Like you said, big role last week, 10 targets, led the led all of the players on the field as far as like um, targets. Cordell Patterson was getting a lot of running work last week. Um, Algier had like nine attempts. He averaged 7.7 yards and they only gave him nine attempts. Um, so I really think it's Bijan and Drake London for me. I'll see what Kyle Pitts' ownership is, but if he's going to get a little chalky here, uh, I'm not, I'm going to overlook like a touchdown game from him um, against the Chicago Bears defense. I have some interest in the Bears defense as well in this game. I think they're, they're very uh, playable here. I think what they're, 3,400, yeah. Very fair mid-range uh, defense play. Uh, Chicago, oh, what? what's that? I like that call on the Bears defense. I'm with you. Chicago would have to, a lot of a lot of stuff would have to happen for the Bears to make the playoffs, but they, ha- they have to win this game as well. Um, I mean, they're just kind of playing for coaching at this point. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Bears? Yeah, it's tough. Um, the Falcons defense has actually been really solid as well. Um, Cole Komet's kind of banged up. I think he would be my first look here, but I don't I don't know that he's fully healthy. Um, his price is also not ideal at 4700 Can always go back to DJ Moore. Uh, the Falcons have been solid against wide receivers, though. So at 6600 I don't think I'll have a ton of him. And, and Fields is priced up as well. So 
not a ton of interest for me here in the Chicago side. It'd be DJ Moore if I had to pick one. The running back situation, I know, know Herbert had a big game last week, but I'm probably not chasing that. Roshan is still involved, um, and Foreman has a chance to return here, so probably not touching the running backs. Foreman was out for a personal reason. He was back fully on Wednesday at practice, so um, split backfield situation. I don't know. Maybe, like, I feel like Herbert earned, like, getting more work, but um, that was one thing that I overlooked last week is just Herbert against that terrible Arizona um, run defense and kicked myself for it because he was so he was so incredibly cheap in that amazing matchup, but um, was just so high on DJ Moore, and that didn't work out, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely play some DJ Moore here. I've talked about it a lot this season. Like Atlanta, you got to beat them through the pass, and they are terrible at pressuring quarterbacks. If they're gonna give Justin Fields time to throw the ball, DJ Moore could have a big game here. Must win spot for both of these teams as far as playoffs. Again, Chicago, they need a lot to happen to get there, but the NFC is still. I mean, eight eight wins in the NFC is still very live. Um, you know, depending on what happens this weekend. So you got to win these games. Uh, moving on, we got, would you play any fields? I don't know if I, if you said it. Not, I don't think so. I mean, like so many games he's priced up. I just, I don't love the spot for him. Um, he ran maybe a so shares, much but... last week though. Yeah. I mean, he's always going to have that rushing upside. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I prefer to spend up on others this week. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson, that Miami game is just going to be so juicy. Um, we'll talk about it here in a few games. But we have multiple, multiple games with totals over 45. Um, so this game has 37 and a half total. Chicago gets up. They're going to be very comfortable running the ball too. Um, so I, I think I'm with you on fields. I initially had him written down as a play for his like rushing upside, but you'd have to like run it back with like Drake London or Bijan, I think, and hope the game stays really close. All right. Rams at New York facing the giants, 43 and a half total here. Rams, a four. Yeah. Four and a half point favorite in this one. We'll start here with the Rams. Um, love the matchup giants defense. Very beatable. Um, they really stink against the run. I think this is a fantastic spot for Williams. Uh, what do you like here for the Rams? Yeah, I mean, Kyron Williams' role continues to be absolutely amazing. Um, and then the passing game is super condensed around Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. So just a very condensed offense overall. I, I have a lot of interest here against a bad Giants defense. Um, I'm with you. I think I lean Kyron Williams first. But, I mean, we saw Puka get back involved in a huge way last week. Um, 164 yards and a touchdown for him. Cooper Cup was still getting looks. He had 12 targets, just didn't quite haul in as many. Uh, it was Puka that had the big game, but I think you can clearly still target either one of those guys. Um, Stafford at 6,600, like he has to hit the bonus and throw for at least three touchdowns at that price. He certainly can do it in this spot. Um, again, a, another guy I'm kind of on the fence with. I think you can certainly play Stafford, but I probably have more, more Kyron, or I just try to hit the wide receiver that goes for 10 catches and 150 yards. Yeah, I almost think like if you're playing Stafford, you're playing Cooper Cup and Puka um, and hoping that like Williams doesn't have a big game kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, I, I have a ton of interest in Cup, Puka, Williams. Stafford is he's like, I, I think he's an OK play. But like you said, he needs the bonus. He just doesn't run. 
So, like, he could throw for three touchdowns and 300 yards and still put up, like, 25 fantasy points, and you're like, that's fantastic, but is it going to kill me if I got a guy going 30-plus type of thing? So, I just... Stafford, like, last week is a perfect example. 328 yards, two touchdowns, had a phenomenal game. They beat New Orleans, put up 23 fantasy points. Good game, but all you had to do was play Puka. I mean, and that's how you got your upside. So, I think Stafford is okay. I just don't know if he's going to make the cut for me on a 13-game slate. we got to remember, 13 games this week um, on this slate. Giant side, Tyrod Taylor getting this nod here. Um, I have slight interest in Tyrod Taylor here just because of his rushing ability, matchup with the Rams. Their, their defense overall is really struggling with the pass recently. They're allowing 274 yards passing over the last five games. Tyrod Taylor, I feel like this is his chance to get back out there and chuck. Um, he's 4,600 on DraftKings. Any interest here in Taylor and the Giants? Yeah, I do have some interest in, in Tyrod uh, just because he's 4,600 and he runs. So you can you can play him naked if you want to. Um, I think you could pair him with wide receivers. Slayton caught a big touchdown. Um, that was an island game, I think. Was that Sunday night or Monday night? Um but big big game for Slayton. Wandale is, is going to continue to get the targets, but they're all going to be short area stuff. Uh, but they're both still cheap, so I I wouldn't mind pairing Tyrod with one of those guys. Um, probably out on Saquon in this matchup. Um, let me see here. It, Waller looked like he was going to come back to a pretty decent role here um, after six targets, and then like the, he disappeared. He I don't think he had a target in the first half of the Philly game. I don't think he had a target crazy. in the first three quarters. Yeah, just insane stuff. I don't know why he wasn't involved. Um, he did get targeted quite a bit when in when they were in like comeback mode that last drive. I think he had three or four targets on the, the final drive and finished with five. The role at the beginning of the game was a little bit concerning though, and he, he's forty five hundred. If he was four K, I might take some shots there, but I probably look to uh, Slayton or Wandale as the so, partner with him. I just just wanted to point this out: the two weeks that. Um... Tyrod started week six against the Bills. He had five for five catches for 43 yards on seven targets. And then against Washington, he had seven catches on eight targets for 98 yards and a touchdown. It was the best game of the season. Um, so I think Waller is a little underpriced just be for his talent. And I think Tyrod is gonna get him the ball. So I mean, we we didn't see Waller at all when DeVito was out there. <laughs> And we saw, you know, Tyrod come in and I mean, he's probably the most talented guy, him and Wandell. I mean, so I think you, if you're playing Tyrod, I think Waller would be my favorite pairing. I think you can play Tyrod by himself. Um, we'll see if Barkley plays. He's dealing um, with an elbow injury. They really have no reason to play him at this point. They're eliminated. They're five and 10 Who cares. So I wouldn't be shocked if Saquon sits. If he's out, I have even more interest in Tyrod Taylor for what it's worth. Uh, New England. New England at Buffalo, 40 and a half total here. Let's go, Patriots. Uh, Buffalo minus 11 and a half. Big total here for um, Buffalo. Their 26 implied team total is one of the highest on the slate. We'll start here with New England. Any interest here in the Patriots? I mean... Zeke has had a, a phen- phenomenal role, but the price is up to, to 6K now. Don't know if I get there. Um, I don't have a ton of interest in the passing attack either. The receivers are cheap. I, it, it depends on if Juju sits or not, I guess. Um, we saw Parker and and 
Demario Douglas have pretty decent roles. Douglas is kind of in the Wandale uh, mold, though, where a lot of it's going to be short area stuff. I think De uh, Demario Douglas would be the guy I'd look to. I'm, I'm not playing Zappi. I don't think he has a ton of upside. But cheap wide receiver, I could see getting there. Um, that's really about it. I don't think I'm getting to Zeke. I think you could play Elliott on on DraftKings um, because his passing role, like he's with Stevenson on the IR and out. Um, Elliott's passing role, I think, is too good. Um, they've been using Kevin Harris as like getting more and more rushing attempts and just using Zeke as a pass catcher. He's basically like a wide receiver at 6K getting 10 targets a game. So I, I think, you know, okay, we know that New England's going to be trailing in this game. Buffalo is going to be up in this game. So I think on DraftKings, you could play Elliott. If he gets eight catches for 60 yards, that's 14. If he adds any touchdowns or carries or anything on top of that, it's bonus. So I think Zeke's okay. I just don't know. Is his ceiling enough? His ceiling is probably 25 to 30 points. We wouldn't be mad about that at 6K. But I'm with you on the wide receivers. Douglas and Parker, if Juju sit, but I'm not going out of my way to play these guys. Um, I would only play them if Juju's out. And like Henry, if Henry sits too, like that would bump up the wide receivers a little bit for me as well. I'm not going to chase the Gasecki touchdown last week against Denver. On the Buffalo side here, I mean, Buffalo should smash. And we have not had a Stefan Diggs game in forever. Um, it's been what, week nine against Cincinnati, week six? If we really want to look at, like, big games, he really hasn't had a big game since, like, week five. Like, Diggs is just – they need to get Stefan Diggs going, and this is a phenomenal matchup to do that. I think my internet cut out there for a little bit. Sorry. Um, am I no, back you're good. Buffalo side, yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like Diggs. Um, I don't love the 8,200 price tag for what he's been doing here recently. But like you said, they like Buffalo has to win this game. They're gonna gonna be throwing a ton in this spot. I think. I know they've been running it a little bit more recently, um, but New England has a pretty good run defense. Buffalo has never been afraid to go pass heavy when they needed to. So it's definitely the wide receivers I'm looking at. Diggs certainly. I think Gabe Davis is very much in play in this spot as well. Um, so I'm with the big game last week. We know Belichick tries to take away the top weapon. Um, so if, if they try to double digs or something, you could see Davis getting loose uh, over the top of the defense. So I, I do like Gabe Davis as well. I'll definitely have some Allen. He has as much upside as anybody on the slate. James Cook has been phenomenal, but I just I don't think this is a spot for, for Cook. Yeah, New England's been one of the – I mean, they're second in run DVOA. Um, Pro Football Focus has them graded as the third best run defense this year. Over the last five games, they're allowing 59 rushing yards per game. It's almost 30 yards less than the next team. Um, they have just really shut down the run. Um, so, I mean, it's tough for me to have really any interest here. And, like, Denver, not a great running team, but, like, they face Kansas City. They face Pittsburgh. They face the Chargers. Um, they face some good running backs that they've shut down. So, I'm probably out on Cook. I want to play Diggs. I want to play Davis. The tight end situation is kind of murky for me as well. I think this is a Josh Allen Diggs spot. I, I think I'm paying up for a Josh Allen Diggs spot here um, and just hoping that we get a big game out of the big two and they take me to the promised land. I mean, that's how I'm going to attack Buffalo. I think I'm just going to play the two guys that have the ceiling and hope that they just smash New England in this spot and they can't get the running game going with Cook. 
that's when like Josh Allen has a ceiling when they can't get the running game going. He has a ceiling of like scrambling for rushing yards and like chucking. I want him to chuck. They have to win this game. I mean, Buffalo, they're still in a really good spot to make the playoffs at nine and six. But I mean, the the AFC is they, there's three teams in the AFC South that have eight wins. Like you have to win this game if you're Buffalo. You have to beat New England here. Yep. All right, moving on. We got the Raiders and the Colts, 43 and a half total here. Colts, a three and a half point favorite. Let's start here with the Raiders. <laughs> Let's start with the Raiders. Uh, any interest here in the Raiders? Um, so I think it depends on if Josh Jacobs plays. If he, I don't have a ton of interest if Jacobs is in there. Um, if he's out, Zamir White at 5,100, I think is interesting. Um, Jacoby Myers has had a decent role. He's only 5,300. I can see that. I don't, I just don't know that Devante has a huge ceiling with O'Connell at quarterback. I know Indy's past defense has kind of struggled. Um, it's in the dome this time of year is definitely important, but don't know that I'm spending up for Adams when the, we've got guys like the Rams guys we just talked about, Tyreek Hill on the slate. Definitely going to want to spend up for McCaffrey, just probably not getting to Adams very often. Um, it's, it's Myers if I was targeting anybody here. And if Jacobs is out, maybe some Zamir White. Yeah, if Jacob sits, he didn't practice Wednesday. If he sits, I have a ton of interest in White. Um, he looked really good last week against Kansas City, and they actually they're pretty bad against the run as well. So um, I think it's a good, a pretty good comp as far as like run defenses. Like the Colts run defense, not great, um, bottom five. So I like this spot for White. If I'm if I'm honest, I probably don't play a lot of Myers or Adams in this spot. I like the price on Myers, but like. O'Connell is not a guy I love, and when they get trailing, it, it typically goes to Adams. So, just not a ton of interest in the Raiders here. On the Colts side, I mean, Michael Pittman banged up. Um, he he was limited at practice on Wednesday. We'll see if he's back and good to go. Uh, Zach Moss was limited with a forearm injury. Jonathan Taylor, someone that like I had a good amount of ownership to him last week um, against Atlanta with no Moss, and he scored. I mean, we'll give him that. That's about it. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Colts? Yeah, I mean, highly dependent upon uh, the Michael Pittman situation. If he gets cleared, I think he's the guy that you want to play in the concussion protocol. Took that nasty hit, um, missed last week. But if he can make it back, I have some interest in Michael Pittman. Um, if he sits, I don't know. Like Downs' price is up high enough. I, I know the role was there last week. He had nine targets without Pittman. But at 5,400, I don't know if I would chase that. I'd probably look to somebody like Alec Pierce, who is only 3,900 and saw seven targets himself. Um, I, I think Taylor is definitely playable. You prefer Moss out in that situation. I think it's Taylor's backfield at this point anyway. Uh, but just for safety's sake, you want Zach Moss out. Uh, if you're trying to punt tight end, Kylan Granson did see seven targets. That's certainly not a safe play by any means. Uh, they've kind of rotated like three or four tight ends in it's so it's a tough situation. Um, but if you're looking for a punt, Branson did get some work. Yeah, I mean, ton of interest in Pittman if he plays. If he's out, I like the Pierce call at 3,900. Um, he had a red zone target too that would have put him well above where he needed to be last week had he scored. So, um, yeah, I have interest in Taylor, I have interest in Pittman. I don't think I play Minshew in this game. Um, I will say like must win game for both teams as far as like playoffs are concerned, like the Colts in that AFC battle where it's up for anybody 
to grab really. And the Raiders, they're seven and eight. They'd have to win out and get lucky, but um, if they lose this game, it doesn't matter. All right, Arizona at Philadelphia. 48 total in this game. Philadelphia, 10.5-point favorite. Philly, one of the highest implied team totals on the slate at 29.25. Uh, let's go Arizona first. You can beat Philadelphia through the air. This pass defense is beatable through the air. The question is, do we trust Kyler Murray? Second question is, does he play? He was out with illness. Um, I don't trust Toon if he's going to play. I'd play a ton of Philadelphia defense. Um Assuming Murray plays, I think I have some interest here in the Arizona receivers, but I mean, gosh, they were so awful last week against Chicago. I know you talked about the Chicago defense. I think I'd be willing to go back to Trey McBride um, if we get news that, you know, Murray was going to play. Yeah, McBride is definitely the pass catcher I would want to play in this situation. Um, the receivers are just really hard to figure out. Um especially if Hollywood Brown returns, then it gets even more murky. I think Hollywood would probably be the guy to play, even though he's 5,200. Like he has, he has the ability to crush that price tag. Uh, Michael Wilson is a guy I've been trying to make work and he airballed last week. He did have four targets, but couldn't convert any of them. There's just not a lot of talent in the receivers room. Rondell Moore gets the, the short stuff kind of. Um, Dorch hasn't seen the field enough. So it's just, it's really hard to break down the receivers room. Uh, McBride is, is the clear play for me. And then I do want to talk about James Conner a little bit. I know it's a yep. tough rushing, rushing matchup, but he, he has had a roll out of the backfield. I think this is a kind of a sneaky spot for James Conner. He's just so consistently good. Doesn't come off the field. He always seems to find the end zone. He's just consistently good. And he's low owned every week. Like no one wants to play James Conner. No one's going to want to play James Conner this week. So I don't hate that call um, at all. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he's expensive. He should smash. I mean, this team should smash Arizona in this game. I think I'm going to pivot and play, like, be overweight on DeAndre Swift. They really wanted to get him involved last week against the Giants. If they give DeAndre Swift 20 carries against Arizona, he might rush for 150 and two touchdowns. Yeah, I like that call a lot. He did get 20 carries last week. The The only problem that I have with Swift is they use Hurts at, at the goal line so, so much. Um, he did, did have a touchdown have to last in week. this spot? I think they're, go they're going to. Um, I mean, this is the last spot in the world you want to get Hurts injured. That's very true, very true. Um, and they did give Swift a couple carries inside the five. He he had one touchdown called back also early in the game. He did. And then ran one in late in the game. So he did get opportunities down there. Um, I like the call a lot because the matchup is incredible. Uh, one of the best rushing matchups that you can ask for. And they've been handing it off to him a lot. So I, I like the Swift call. Um, I have interest in, in Hurts in the passing game as well, though. Um, obviously, A.J. Brown has as high of a ceiling as anyone. I don't know that I get to him a ton. Um, I, I want to play some Goddard. I think he has a pretty decent ceiling. Um, another nine targets last last week. So I love this spot for Goddard. Devontae Smith is tough for me to get to. Uh, with Goddard back on the field, he just hasn't ha had quite the same role. So if I was choosing, it'd be A.J. Brown first. Not sure how often I can afford him, so I will have some hurts with Goddard. Yeah, I mean – we're crazy not to consider a Philly double stack here because if Arizona is able to keep this game remotely close, 
Philly is battling with the Lions and the 49ers for that bye right now in the NFC. So game matters very much when it comes to the playoffs. And you don't even want to remotely make this game close if you're Philly. Um, so, And they're still battling with the Cowboys, right? Like, I think if they win this game, they clinch. But yep, because um, I think they have the tiebreaker, right? I could be wrong. Anyway, um, I mean, it's an expensive double stack. But Philly's ceiling here is like six or seven touchdowns. Um, so, I mean, it might even be more than that in this matchup. So, at home in Philadelphia, these fans egging them on. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a spot Philly scores a lot. So, it's an expensive double stack, but I think that it's a double stack we look at. And I, Goddard would be that second piece. So, I'll probably end up playing Hurts, Goddard, Brown, some Hurts, Goddard, Smith, and then I'm definitely going to be playing a lot of DeAndre Swift in this game. I like him a lot here. I, I This is like a flashback to early in the season when DeAndre Swift had some upside, and I think that you know this is going to be a game they're going to give him a lot of work out of the backfield. Moving on. Would you play, would you oh. play Swift and Hurts together? I, I know he doesn't have a ton of work out of the backfield, but just kind of betting on the offense overall, like – betting on Philly to put up 40 points basically where it's kind of like a, they, they just both get there together because the offense does so much. I would do it with Goddard because I wouldn't do, I would hope that like, I'd hope the production comes through Swift Goddard and hurts and not Brown and smart or like Smith Smith. Um, like trying to like play the ownership, like contrarian role. If I was going to do it. I like that call. All right, Carolina at Jacksonville. This is a football game. It's week 17, 37 and a half total. Jacksonville, six and a half point favorite in this game. Ugly, ugly football game. Um, any interest here in Carolina? Uh, I don't know that I can do it. I, I, Bryce Young finally had a pretty decent game. Uh, 25 DraftKings points, over 300 yards. I don't think I'm chasing that here. The Jacksonville defense doesn't necessarily scare me. I just I don't trust the wide receivers. Like DJ Chark had a monster game. I don't know that he's repeating that. Like those don't come around very often. He is thirty six hundred. If you think he's has a real role here, um, I mean that, that makes for a pretty great play because the matchup against Jacksonville is solid. Thielen is in play. I mean, kind of saw him get back in the mix a little bit as well. Again, it's just I don't trust that the offense can play as well as they did last week. So. I don't think there's any chance I'm playing Bryce Young. Like, we have all the stud quarterbacks back on this one, right? Um, we just talked about Hurts and Josh Allen. Um, we've got the Miami game later on as well. So, like, I think you're spending up at quarterback. Uh, maybe Thielen, I kind of talked myself into. If you want to take shots on on Chark's big game, that's that's out there too. I wouldn't sleep on Mingo. He still played 92% of the snaps last week. He only had one target. He was on the field a ton. Um, I know DJ Chark and Adam Thielen had good games. Hubbard had a hamstring injury in that game. So, like, we saw a lot more Sanders than we wanted to, um, especially someone like me who had a ton of Hubbard. But, I mean, if Hubbard were to sit here with the hamstring or even be limited a little bit, I would have way more interest in the passing game. Just way more interest in the passing game. The matchup's great. Jacksonville's pass defense, they're not great. They give up a ton of passing yards per game, like you mentioned. Um I think I might actually talk myself into playing a little Bryce Young here by the end of the weekend. I love quarterbacks under 5K that can throw two or three touchdowns with cheap pieces. Like, I could stack the heck out of the Baltimore-Miami game and play Mingo, 
Thielen, Mingo Chark um, here. So with Bryce Young, so I, I don't mind the the cheapness of Carolina, but I Jonathan Mingo, like I said, ninety, I think it was ninety one percent of the snaps last week he played. He was on the field a ton. Um, so I don't want to sleep on Mingo. And Carolina's wide receivers are just cheap. If we're going to get Bryce Young chucking, um, there are they locked into the finishing with the worst record or Arizona that can still right. So yeah, correct. Yeah. If, if anyway. they win out, they would, they, they could potentially not, but it's like a 98% chance or something that they, they have the first overall pick. Well, Chicago has the first overall pick. Yeah. Well, if you're Carolina, you want to win. You don't want them. To have... Right. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to be green Bay last week. I mean, I, it, man, it makes me like, who got a little heartburn thinking about playing Bryce Young, but I mean, he was, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, he had his he best game of the well year. Last week. Yep. They finally unleashed the playbook a little bit, you know? Yeah. See what you have. Speaking of heartburn, if Chuba is out, Miles Sanders is 4,400. He's not good at football, but he's 4,400. Just had to throw it out there. Yeah, my problem is when they when they get Blackshear involved, I, I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Especially after seeing, like, Chuba's, like, role here, like, with the new coach. I was I, – dude, I had his rushing props so many different, like – uh, prize picks and um, single game parlay stuff. Oh, so much stuff last week. Anyway, Jacksonville side of this game. Um, I mean, we don't know who's playing quarterback. First of all, you know, we know that Lawrence isn't going to practice basically all week from what we've heard. I mean, this is a tough situation. Um, Bethard's not awful from what we've seen so far. I'm, I'm struggling here. I really like ETN, but like, is he hurt? I mean, it's so hard to kind of like his yeah, role was his so good. Go? Yeah, yeah, and his his efficiency the past like three four weeks has just completely fallen off a cliff. He got hurt in that Cincinnati game, and it just hasn't been the same since. No, so I don't know. I I like Etn a lot if he is going to be on the field and getting the work because this is a phenomenal matchup against Carolina's run defense. Um, I don't know. I think that this is a spot we potentially play ETN and just hope for the best because you want Jacksonville to be ahead. If uh, if if Bethard is playing, I think they're going to rely on ETN a little bit more. So I might just say, hey, let's see what happens with ETN this week. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Um, I think we ha- definitely have to talk about Evan Ingram a little bit as well. He's priced all the way up to 5,700, so it's not comfortable, but 15 targets last week. Um, <laughs> Bethard like came Bethard, in and just started. He just started chucking into Ingram. <laughs> straight to Ingram. That's the only guy he looked at. He was like, the He did that in Cleveland, too. When he came yeah. in the game against Cleveland, he did the same thing. Yeah, so if Bethard's starting here, like I think Lawrence probably makes it back. They really need him, but if, if it's Bethard, I'd, I'd be taking some shots on Ingram. Or was it Cincinnati? I think it was Cincinnati. Whatever game it was that he came in, he just he just instantly started chucking to Ingram. So I think Ingram top end tight end play for sure. Um, I think Kelsey and McBride. We're going to talk about the we talked about McBride, but I think this is a week that Travis Kelsey might be worth the price of admission. But we'll get there in a minute. Um, but yeah, I mean Jacksonville. I think it's for me on Jacksonville. It's Etn. It's you know, I lo- I love the Ingram call. If Zay Jones is out, I'll probably play a little bit of Calvin Ridley. Um, that's about it for me on Jacksonville. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I, Calvin Ridley was real close to busting last week. I think he had zero in the first half, and then he just did. went nuclear in the second <laughs> yeah. half. I had I had some I I talked about that game a lot last week on the Tampa Bay. I had I had Evans so much last week, and like my main run back option was Ridley. So I'm very glad he had a good second half. <laughs> uh, could have been a lot worse weekend. Anyway, all right, we got New Orleans at Tampa Bay, forty two and a half total here. Tampa Bay, a three-point favorite. This is a huge game playoff-wise. Um, this is a big game for both of these teams. I think this is a game-stackable game. Um, the weather is supposed to be fantastic in Florida this weekend. Let's start with New Orleans. While I don't love playing Derek Carr, and I'll probably end up more on the Mayfield side, Derek Carr was chucking last week against the Rams, and now this team has won, or won two of their last three huge loss last week against the Rams huge spot for New Orleans and I mean I want Ahave to play so <laughs> bad in this game um there's also reports that like Mike Thomas could be activated but he didn't practice Wednesday uh what are your thoughts here on New Orleans I'm with you on the the Chris Olave stuff if he plays he's one of my favorite wide receivers of the entire week uh, we've been targeting this Tampa Bay defense with passing attacks for several weeks now. I think this is an awesome spot for Derek Carr and the, the pass catchers. Throw Rashid Shahid in there as well. We know he's capable of catching very long touchdowns. Um, probably not messing with the tight end situation. Taysom, I suppose you could try to play, but tough. Like, do you want to play Taysom because he has that rushing touchdown upside? Don't love this rushing spot for um, New Orleans, but it's the passing game. It's it's Carr, it's Olave, and it's Shahid. It, and I don't know how many double stacks I'm playing with Carr. If I if I was playing him, I'd double stack him. But I might just go all in on Olave and and leave Carr out of it. Well, I mean, the Taysom Hill thing is really interesting. He missed week 14, and then he has played, I think, 22 snaps over the last two weeks combined. Um, so he's really cheap as far as, like, his early season role. But, like, they're just trusting in Derek Carr right now to go win them football games and try to make playoffs. So... I think Taysom's a tough play. If they get on the one-yard line twice in this game and he scores two touchdowns, he's really cheap at 4,400. So, like, if you're if you're building 150, I think he's always the guy you get in there. But, like, temper your expectations because they have really kind of gone away from him here over the last three weeks. I know one of the weeks he was out, but is he really, like, hurt? Like, I'm so curious if, like – He's really, really hurt and um, just kind of trying to play through it, and they're being very careful with him. Um, but, yeah, I don't really have any interest in the running game. Like, too many too many people involved with Williams, Miller, Taysom, Kamara. I want to play Alave. I want to play some Derek Carr, and I love the Shahid call. Um, this guy just – he has so much upside, so much upside with his speed. Uh, Tampa side, I mean, Mike Evans just keeps doing it. Um, he just, he doesn't stop. This guy just is every single week. He just does it. Um, what are your thoughts here on Tampa? Yeah, I, I, it's all Mike Evans for me, uh, worth noting Marshawn Lattimore is out for this game as well. Like we know they've had beef for years. Um, he's been ejected, I think in two games against Tampa Bay or against new Orleans rather. Um, but we don't have to worry about that. I don't think in this spot because Lattimore is out. So wheels up on Mike Evans. Love that play. Um, Godwin has been very, very involved here recently. Price tag creeping up a little bit. I just I worry about the touchdown equity for for Godwin is all. It's it's always going to Mike Evans when they get down there. 
Rashad White is so expensive now. We absolutely love the role, but 7,600 is a, a big ask for, for Rashad White. So probably just Evans. Um, I don't I don't even know if I need to use Baker with him. Like I might just end up doing the Olave Evans stack in this game, and, and that's how yeah. I play it. But I think that's that's my favorite spot here. I, I can't get to Rashad White at that price, even though the, the role is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I'm still okay with playing Rashad White because his role is just incredible. Um, but I hear you on the price. It's a tough price tag, but 20-plus um, is super doable in this spot. So I think, like, his role is really good. I have way more interest in Evans and Godwin, but I, I will end up playing a little bit of Rashad White. He, his role is too good not to have a little exposure to him. Game, This game is phenomenal. I can't wait to watch this game. It's going to be a good football game. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, San Francisco at Washington, 49.5 total here. San Francisco, 12.5 point favorites. Um, we'll start with San Francisco. Everybody talking about how Brock Purdy stunk against Baltimore last week. Their whole offensive line was out. They were on roller skates against Baltimore. Um, we'll start with that. Washington is a team that is terrible at pressuring the quarterback. Brock Purdy is going to light this defense up. He's going to shut up all the haters in this game. I mean, obviously we got to see if Devo plays. He's dealing with a, I think he was a sprained neck is what I read. Um, if he's out, Kittle becomes phenomenal. Ayuk becomes phenomenal. Um, everybody from San Francisco is in play in this game, in my opinion. I completely agree. Uh, this is the redemption spot of all redemption spots for Brock Purdy. Um, it is also a Christian McCaffrey nuclear spot. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll make a lineup without at least one San Francisco player. Um, I will also use Purdy and and stack him every which way that I can. Uh, I'll include McCaffrey in those stacks as well. One of the best receiving backs in the league. Um, like I know McCaffrey's ninety six hundred, and, and that's a tough price tag, but dude's gonna crush in this spot. It's it's a, an absolutely phenomenal spot for San Francisco. 40 points would not surprise me at all. I have a ton of interest in Purdy. I have a ton of interest in all four studs on the offense. Those Carolina cheap wide receivers looking really good right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Washington side of this side of this game, they're going to sit down Sam Howell for this game and let Brissett start. Brissett came in the game against Baltimore, played decent, um, you know, through what was it? He threw for one touchdown, right? Um, I don't know how much I trust him against this really, really good San Francisco team. Um, I'll start with that. But, I mean, McLaurin and Dotson and, and Samuel are all really cheap. If you want to take a shot on Logan Thomas, like, they're all cheap. They're going to be throwing a ton in this game. San Francisco is going to be crushing them in this game. So, I don't mind running it back with any of these four guys, McLaurin, Samuel, Dotson, or Thomas. Um both running backs banged up. So like if Robinson and Rodriguez both end up sitting here, Antonio Gibson is just going to be a guy that's going to be on the field a ton, catch the ball in the backfield. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Uh, what are your thoughts on Washington? Yeah, I'm I'm all about the wide receivers here uh, on the run back. I think Terry McLaurin finally finds a massive game. Um, Bursette, when he came into that Rams game, kind of locked on Terry. And it was a really tough matchup for McLaurin last week against the Jets. Obviously, they have one of the best secondaries in the entire league. San Francisco's is really good as well. I just I don't think it's quite on the level of the Jets. Um, the San Francisco pass rush is definitely a concern against this horrible Washington offensive line. 
But if Brissett has any time to throw at all, I think McLaurin has has a monster game in this spot. I think that's p- part of the, the mistake that Powell was making is just not targeting his best wide receiver enough. I don't think Brissett's going to make that same mistake. Like, don't get me wrong. Samuel and Dotson are talented, but they're not Terry McLaurin. He he is legitimately one of the most talented receivers in the NFL, uh, and he just hasn't hasn't had the production this year because he hasn't been getting the volume. I think he sees volume in this spot. Terry McLaurin is one of my favorite mid, mid-range wide re- receivers on the entire slate. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that he's too cheap. We're going to be playing a ton of San Francisco. We want it to happen. Um Let's see if it happens finally. I mean, like, McLaurin is capable of monster games. He's just capable of it. And, I mean, wasn't it Brissette that came into the Rams game and targeted him a ton, too? Yep, it was. Yep. All right, moving on. <laughs> game of the week for me. Can't wait to watch this football game. Miami at Baltimore, 47 total. Baltimore, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. And I kind of agree with it. Um, Miami dealing with some injuries here. Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's going to play. He played last week. He looked fine. I don't think Waddle plays. Um, that was an, that was a bad ankle sprain. So that takes away one of their weapons, and you could really kind of focus on Tyreek. Both Mozart and uh, A-Chan still banged up. Um, A-Chan's dealing with this toe. They used Wilson a lot more last week. Um Miami's banged up. Miami needs to win this game. This Whoever wins this game kind of controls the AFC in general um, here. So huge game. What are our thoughts here on the Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, we have to know who's playing because if anybody's out between Tyreek, Waddle, Mostert, and Achan, like, then we just have even more offense, more interest in this offense. I don't think the, the production necessarily – falls off by any of them missing with the exception of maybe Tyreek. I think he's kind of the engine that makes the whole thing go. Um, but like if eight chance out and Mostert plays like Mostert's getting a ton of volume. Sure. Wilson will be involved a little bit, but they're going to, they're going to lean on Mostert or H whichever one of those guys is active. If one or the other is out, I have a ton of interest there. Love the spot for Tyreek. I think he'll play like, like you said, ton of interest. It's going to be tough. Like, McCaffrey, I think, is an awesome play this week. I think Tyreek is just as good of a play. It's a tough matchup against Baltimore, obviously, but Tyreek doesn't care about matchup. You know that he's going to get the targets in a, in a must-win game for them. Um, if Waddle is out, then it's just even, it's even better. Um, I'm sure they tried to double Tyreek, but like I said, Tyreek just wins. What where, wherever Whoever he's going against, Tyreek just finds a way to win. He's so, so good. Um, so I'm playing some Tyreek. I have interest in the running backs, depending on if one of them miss or not. Yeah, I mean, Tyreek's going to win double teams. He's he's going to. Um, if Waddle sits, I have some interest in Cedric Wilson here. Uh, we saw him get targeted a lot last week in that Dallas game. He had five targets. He had two red zone targets in that game. Uh, they were very actively trying to get him to score against his old team. It's, it was it was painful to watch. Um, I I don't I think I'd have more interest in Wilson than Barrios here. Just as a Dolphins fan, I think Wilson has more upside. This is if Waddle play or sits. Um, Robbie Anderson or Robbie Chosen got a concussion last week. He got absolutely crushed onto the ground. Hopefully he's okay, but um, he didn't practice Wednesday with the concussion, so he could potentially miss this game as well. Very tough spot for the run game. Baltimore's run defense has been solid all season. Their pass defense is number one DVOA pass defense, but over the last five games, they're allowing 277 passing yards per game. 
think you got to beat Baltimore in the air. I think it's going to be Tua to Tyreek, and I don't think we have to play Tua because he doesn't run and give us upside. So I think we just play Tyreek from Miami and maybe Cedric Wilson if Waddle sits. I think Miami is super easy this week. Love it. Baltimore. Wow. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to make a comment about how how bad Chase Claypool has fallen that he can't even beat Robbie Chosen and Braxton Berrios <laughs> to get on the field. Like tough, tough scenes for that dude. Yeah. Yeah, tough, tough scenes. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Lamar Jackson might be my favorite quarterback play on the slate. This is, if you want to win MVP, you go bonkers in this game. You win this game, you have a big game, and you are, you're ahead of Brock Purdy still. I feel like it's a three or four leg race now. I'm going to play him. I mean, his upside rushing is incredible. Miami has a good defense. I mean, that's one thing that we, you know, at the beginning of the year, they had a lot of injuries on defense, but they have a, a really solid defense in general. So, Jalen has of... been a difference maker for sure. Oh yeah, it's, ever since they activated him, it's been a completely different defense. Oh, I mean, Chubb, Chubb is just—he's that dude. He's been wrecking. He's a yep. beast, man. Um, I think this is a game I I probably stay away from the running game. I take some shots on Lamar and I take some shots on Zay Flowers. This guy has so much upside and they just refuse to price him up. Yeah, he's way too cheap at 5,600 coming off a 13 target game. So I, I'm totally with you there on Zay Flowers. I share all your sentiments on Lamar Jackson. He is my favorite quarterback of the entire week. This is an awesome game environment. I, I think that stack right there is pretty easy. Throw Isaiah Likely in there like if you call. want to. He, 4,600, the role has been great since since Mark Andrews went down. Um, I think the upside is incredible here. It should, should be a really fast-paced game. If they get behind, they're, they're going to have to throw to catch up because they want to win this game and get the top seed. So fantastic game, two outstanding football teams. Like you said, going to be a really fun one to watch. Miami's run defense has been stellar. Um, I talked about it last week with like Pollard. Miami's run defense has been really, really good. Um, so... That is good to like Gus Edwards and Justice Hill type plays. That is not going to be like stopping Lamar on the run. Like it's just a different animal uh, when you get like guys like Hertz, Field, and Jackson running because even like Josh Allen, like they don't always like have design runs. They just see a, a gap and run for 15 yards. So love Lamar in this spot. Love the likely call. Zay Flowers too cheap. My question is like, outside of those three guys do we do we roll the dice on any bateman or odell beckham or do we just play those three guys i think you can definitely roll the dice here i know it's been a tough tough go of it for both of them i think i would lean to odell he is he is the more expensive of the two if he was 3900 again like he was on on that last slate i would definitely take shots here i think i'm still interested at 4500 um I don't, especially if Flowers is a little bit banged up, I could see him getting getting involved. I just don't know that Bateman has has it. Uh, so it's it's Odell for me of those two, but it, I definitely think they're both in play. Yeah, Bateman's going to get those like three or four targets down the field, and if he turns one of those into a touchdown, yep. yeah, right. But he hasn't done that this year. He's just he's so cheap in this game. This game environment just seems so good. The thing is, the thing that I like about this game so much on the DFS side of things is we know where and who we want to play. Like, it's it's really easy to target this game. So, I like it a lot. Hope Miami wins. Tennessee at Houston. 
42 and a half total in this one. Houston, a four and a half point favorite. We'll start with Tennessee. Um, Levis, full practice Wednesday. Um, I mean, do we know if he's going to, like, I don't think it's been announced if he's going to start or not. Um, I assume after how bad Tannehill was last <laughs> week, they go back to Levis here. Uh, any interest in Tennessee? I mean, another another dome game that I'm just not sure I have a ton of interest. Um, no, I, I think it is. The, I think they would go back to Levis if he's healthy, and it looks like he is. I guess that gives me a little bit of interest in, in Hopkins in the dome. I just I, – I have respect for Houston's defense, and I don't know that I trust Will Levis. Um, so it's mild interest at best. Hopkins is the guy. I think you can play Chig for a cheap, a cheap tight end. Um, another six targets last week. He's had a really nice role here down the stretch of the season. I've been trying to make Traylon Burks – or tried, tried to make him work a little bit last week. Didn't work out. I think you can still go back there. He's still near minimum price. But Hopkins would be would be the clear target here. I don't think I'm touching Derrick Henry. I could see the, the Titans leading in this game, but there's a lot of a lot of risk of them falling behind. And then I think I think your Henry shares are just dead. Derrick Henry is just not that 200 yard three touchdown guy anymore. Um, I love fading this guy. Like I, I'll play him in certain matchups, but overall, I love fading this guy. I have a ton of interest in DeAndre Hopkins if Levis plays. If Levis is the quarterback in this game. Hopkins is going to get targeted a ton. I have interest in him. Outside of that, I want nothing to do with Tennessee. I have interest in Houston's defense in this game. Um, Houston side, I mean, I want. I think everybody wants CJ Stroud back. Um, it, it sounds like him practicing a little bit is good signs as far as like concussion protocol. Um, he's expensive. I don't know if I necessarily would play him, but I would definitely be playing Nico Collins, Robert Woods. Um, Noah Brown got banged up with a knee injury last week. Um, still ended up getting seven targets in that Cleveland game. A lot of interest in the Houston side against this Tennessee pass defense. Yeah, completely with you. If, assuming that Stroud plays, of course. I, I don't want any, any pass catchers attached, attached to Davis Mills or, or Case Keenum, but as long as Stroud is back, I have a ton of interest in Nico Collins, especially Noah Brown too. If he's out there, if one of those guys were to miss and we're, we're like, then I think Collins and Brown both become phenomenal plays, whichever, whichever plays, obviously one in one out could be a situation where I am heavily targeting the other guy. Woods is interesting. He's really cheap. I just, I don't know that he has the upside of, of the other two, but again, if one of those guys misses, I think he's certainly in play. If Noah Brown sits, I have interest in Woods. That's about it. Um, yeah. I will say, I don't care who the quarterback is. I have interest in Dalton Schultz. Um, I mean, he just seems to be like a check down option. Um, if it's Keenum or Mills, I mean, it's like I, if Stroud's in there, I definitely have interest in Schultz. So um, I, I just think Schultz, we have a lot of tight end plays up towards the top this week. Um, likely in Schultz and this like mid range. Um, seem like the two guys that I'll be looking at in that range on the slate. All right, let's go to Seattle. We got 41 and a half total Seattle, a three and a half point favorite Pittsburgh at Seattle. Um, let's start here with the Pittsburgh side of things. We go to these late games and man, we just talked about so many juicy games. Um, <laughs> the thing here that we, I think the first thing that we should be watching here is Najee Harris is dealing with a knee. He missed practice on Wednesday. Um, he's missed practice many times this year 
if he were to sit, Warren and against the Seattle run defense would be phenomenal. Um, I have interest in Warren regardless of Harris playing or not. And then do we think Pickens after his monster game last week um, <laughs> gets, gets some ownership here? Yeah, I, I do think people will chase that. Um, especially, it's like even if Pickett is the quarterback is healthy, they stay with Mason Rudolph, right? They have to after that. Performance. They already said that Rudolph's starting. Did they? Okay, I missed that. So yeah, I mean, he was clearly the guy. I, I think that that he does get a little bit of ownership, but at fifty three hundred, I, I still have interest. I mean, I don't expect him to break off two massive touchdowns again, but. Six targets was nice to see, and as long as Rudolph is capable getting the ball into his hands like Pickett has not been able to pretty much all season long, I, I definitely have interest. I don't think – I mean, if it's Pickens or Deontay Johnson, I'm I'm taking Pickens every time. Um, Friermuth is only 3,700. Like, where did his targets go last week? That's concerning to me. This like He's a talented pass catcher. They just haven't been using him at all this year, no matter who's a quarterback. So I want Friermuth to be a thing, but – I don't think he is. It's I'm, it's Jalen Warren and, and Pickens are, are the two guys here for me. Yeah, they. I mean, where does targets go? Mason Rudolph was throwing the ball downfield. Pittsburgh hasn't yeah. done that all season. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's hard for me not to have a little interest in Pickens. If he's going to get chalky, I don't mind playing some Deontay Johnson, like and taking some shots on him. But my main target here is going to be Warren. Or Najee, whoever starts, or like who if they're both in, I'll do what I've been doing in my like 20 inch max, playing like 10 to 15 percent and making a zero to one group so I don't get them on the same team. Uh, Seattle side of this game, hey, they're a favorite in this one. They're still an eight, the eight and seven team. Both of these teams, big, big game for both of these teams. Both these teams, eight and seven. Uh, what do we like here for Seattle? I mean, DK Metcalf is always my first look on this team. Um, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba and his role is pretty solid now, 4800 The price keeps creeping up, but I think he's still playable. Lockett is pretty cheap as well. Um, just ha We haven't seen like the, the massive games from him this season. He's getting up there in age. I, just, I trust uh, DK and JSN more than I do Lockett at this point. Um, I don't think I'm playing Geno Smith, but I don't mind saving some money with JSN or going up to, to DK Metcalf for, for some ceiling. Uh, the running back situation, if both are healthy, I, I don't think I can touch it. Yeah, I mean, I have a ton of interest in DK Metcalf in this game. Um, I think this is a high upside spot, big game. Um, JSN, like he had, his injury last week was so weird. It was like a back, back end zone like target and he hit his knee on the concrete in between like the padding and the turf. Um, that's a, that's a bruise that's, that that hurts, man. Um, anybody that's ever hit their knee on anything knows that hurts. And then you hit it on concrete at, he was going in full speed. So I don't hate locking on DK because you're going to get eight to 12 targets in this game. If he scores a touchdown, he crushes at 5,700. So I don't hate using him as like a target catch play, but DK is the ceiling guy here for me. Um, I like GSN too. Uh, JSN if he plays. Yep. Moving if on, Walker we got... happens to, if Walker happens to miss, Charbonnet is is forty six hundred. Yes, I, you'd have to load up on some of that. Yep, for sure. Good call. Cincinnati at Kansas City. Kansas City seven point favorite. We got a forty four and a half total here. We'll start with Cincinnati. Um, 
what is going on with the Chiefs, but let's talk Bengals. Um, still in it, man. Like the the talent around Browning is so good. Um, he did not play great last week, but still threw for 330 yards. What are your thoughts here on Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm worried about this spot for Browning. Um, Kansas City's defense has been awesome. They and they like they take away wide receivers. I, now we're talking about two absolute superstars at wide receiver in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Um, so I still have some interest, but I, I am concerned about the Kansas City defense. I think Mixon's role is playable enough here. Chase Brown keeps getting involved. Um, I don't know. I like. I'm talking myself out of mixing a little bit with with the Chase Brown stuff. <laughs> I started to say that that he could was playable here. I think I probably just stick to the passing game. I feel confident, sort of ish, that Kansas City is going to play with the lead here. Uh, but it, they they have been a mess here recently, so it, I, it wouldn't be shocking to see Cincinnati pull off the upset. But I think the way I'm playing this is I'm just picking one of the wide receivers in Chase or Higgins and trying to find the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, Jamar Chase potentially being out again. Um, if that happens, I'd probably take some shots on Tyler Boyd. He's so cheap at 4700 Um That's really it. I don't have a ton of interest. Um, Ilyoslav, right? Is I think that's how he said his name on the broadcast the other, the other week. But Oshibas, uh, I think. There you go. Um, he's 3200 He had eight targets last week. If Jamar Chase were to sit in this game... I think you could fire up some shares. I think Kansas City is going to crush in this game. Um, we're going to get to that in a second. So looking for that like high-volume guy, Kansas City run defense continues to struggle. I don't mind playing a little of Joe Mixon this week. I just think there's so many good running back plays that it, it pains me to want to play Joe Mixon. So um, I don't know how much I get to him. I like the matchup. Kansas City run defense has been very beatable this year. So let's talk Chiefs. If there was ever a get-right spot, we just watched Mason Rudolph shred this team. <laughs> Their defense has been awful. If there's ever a spot for Patrick Mahomes to throw for three fifty plus, like this is the spot, man. Like, I Rice, Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, I'm gonna be in on these guys. Um, I want to see the running back situation. Pacheco got a concussion. McKinnon got put on the IR. If Pacheco and McKinnon out for this game, Edward Solaire is probably one of the top value plays on the slate. Yeah, I mean, 5,300, if he had the backfield all to himself, like the talent isn't great. We know this, but I, the role would be too good to pass up at that price tag. Um, we've played per worse guys at, in the low 5Ks for that, and the matchup is phenomenal, like you said. Rasheed Rice has been the dude. Like he's out targeting Kelsey over the last couple of weeks. It's been insane. Uh, Mahomes has has full trust in him now, and he just locks onto him. The like it was a rough scene last week for for Mahomes. Like he was running for his life the whole game against Max Crosby and that Raiders pass D. Um, it, it did not look good. So hopefully his pass protection can hold up a little bit here. Um, if if that's the case, he should be able to sling it all over the place, like you were saying. Rice is very clearly my favorite target. I mean, Kelsey just doesn't look like Kelsey here recently. You, about the time you write him off, though, that's when he goes for three touchdowns and 150 yards. So certainly understand the Kelsey call. He can absolutely separate at the tight end position. I think I just prefer Rasheed Rice at this point. Um, the the tight end premium, like the, the positional stuff, like definitely puts Kelsey very much in play, though. 
I think Rice is my favorite play from Kansas City as, as well. I just think that if there was ever a spot for Travis Kelsey to have one of those like 152 touchdown games, this is the spot. Um, they might rely like if if Pacheco sits and McKinnon's out, like we might see Patrick Mahomes finally get like the gloves taken off and just hey go out and win us a football game. I mean, they need to win. I, it's so weird like talking about, but like Kansas City. They win this game, they win the division, and they're in. They're in, but it's so weird that like the Raiders. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. The Raiders won last week. Um, it made it. It made the AFC West so much more interesting. For sure. All right, uh, Chiefs defense too. Uh, yes. We saw Jake Browning struggle. I, I love the Chiefs. De- Chiefs defense in this spot, especially if Jamar Chase is up. Yeah. All right, <laughs> finish it off here. I'm sorry, I should have put this game. For the last one we got the chargers <laughs> and the broncos 37 and a half total denver three and a half point favorite russ wilson benched he's out he's gone <laughs> expected to get cut in march is the last report i read on russ wilson um what's crazy to me is russ is actually not having a bad year like he, he hasn't had like a stellar year but like he's not had a bad year denver's defense is one of the worst defenses in the league all right, let's go Chargers. Um, what are we doing here? Denver's defense stinks, but do we trust anything? Nope. <laughs> I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think that we do. Um, is Keenan Allen playing? That, that's a question. I, you can always is there, Why Allen. would they play him? Like, I, I get yeah, it, I, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. Uh, I believe Josh Palmer... Uh, he got a concussion. concussion pro. Yeah. Yep. So unlikely that he plays as well. I mean, Quentin Johnston, uh, <laughs> Alex Erickson, like these are not, then they're attached to Easton stick as well. Like this is not a fun situation. I think the guy that I would have mild interest here, actually I have more than mild interest. Gerald Everett has yep. been seeing insane targets here. If I'm looking at anybody on the Chargers side here, it's Gerald Everett for me. Austin Eckler looks cooked. The, the role has not been great. Like, I don't think I can play a ton of these chargers, um, but I do have interest in Gerald Everett at 3,500. Yeah. I'd love the Everett call. I mean, I don't want to play Easton stick here, but I'll definitely take some shots um, on Everett. If Palmer and Allen both sit in this game, I'm going to, I think I'm forced to play a little bit of Johnson at, at 3,700 just for the game flow of this game. So he's, he's not been great, but no, he yeah. hasn't. He does have big playability. I mean, they can throw him a slant that he could take to the house, but yeah, I don't. I think he's a, he's going to be a bust for sure. Like, <laughs> it doesn't look like he has it. All right, it's it's way. I, I think it's too early to call him a bust, but I, I mean, that's fair. And Herbert's been banged up all year. You're that was premature, but it's definitely been a struggle for him this year. But I mean, like, he's just not. He's not. He, he's not had the upside as some of the other wide receivers that got drafted. And the other wide receivers, I mean, like. <sighs> CJ Stroud's playing phenomenal. Some of these other guys um, have been playing phenomenal. Matthew Stafford, no Cooper Cup. Like Puka Nakua came out of nowhere, but he was in the first four weeks. He was in an amazing role. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do here with the Denver offense. Um, Stidham's cheap. We've talked about some cheap quarterbacks already. Um, I don't know, like. I guess like my my first question is when we're looking at the guys under 5k um we got Brissett, 
Zappy, Young, um, and Sidham. Like, how would you kind of rank those guys? Uh, I think Stidham would be first for me, uh, and then probably Brissett is the next guy I would go to. Oh, and Tyrod. Um, I forgot about Tyrod. Yeah, Ty, uh, yeah, man. It, I think it'd be close between Stidham and Tyrod. That's where I, I was at I too. Any... What's that? No, I, that's kind of what I was at as well. The, yeah, those are the top two for me for sure, though. He gets such a great matchup, and like they're not putting him in this game to like run the football a lot. They're they want to see what they have here. I mean, they're talking about cutting. Russ, do they need to, you know, do they need to trade up and, you know, try to draft a quarterback here? I mean, Denver is really going to be evaluating him over the next two games, and he gets he gets an amazing spot. Um, I don't expect Cortland Sutton to play this week. He got a concussion last week. So we get Judy at 5,100, and you get Marvin Mims, who has so much big playability at 3,500. Can we just unleash him? Sean Payton. I'm going to call Sean Payton this week. We got to unleash this guy, man. Yeah, I mean, he's explosive. Like, you see him on punt returns and stuff like that. Like, dude has serious burst. Like, And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throw him the football. Like, oh. Give him some chances. Like, it, it's been wild that he has not been able to find a way, especially, like, with as much as Judy has struggled this year. I can't believe they just didn't straight bench Judy for a couple games and see what they have in, in Marvin Mims because he looks talented. He looks explosive. I, I'm with you. Like, how cheap is that stack? Like, give me the, the Stidham to to uh, Mims stack and then let me pay up for everything else. Give me all the 49ers, all the Dolphins and Ravens. Yeah. Like, let's do it. You could even double stack it with Johnson and Mims and just forget about Jerry Judy. Because, um, yeah. I mean, that's what Denver has done all year. Like, how do you not trade a guy like Jerry Judy? Like you could, I, I feel like you could get a lot of in, like a return on your investment on Jerry. Oh, they could have got at least a, a second for him, I would think. Like, yeah, something. I mean, you're just not using him. Like, I don't know. I think Brandon Johnson's interesting as well. If Sutton's out, um, he kind of moved into the Sutton role. Um, he had a red zone. I think he had a red zone target on top of his touchdown. So, I don't mind Johnson and Mims. They're just so cheap. The Chargers defense is awful. Um, they're bad against the run. Is there anything that we trust here with the run? Like, do we think Javante Williams, do we think any of these guys can get there? I I really don't. Like, Javante Williams just has not been productive this year. Like, I don't know if it's he's just not fully recovered from the knee injury last year or what, But or if the offensive line is just that atrocious, or if Sean Payton just isn't designing the plays well. I don't know what it is, but Javante Williams – has not looked very good this year. So I it's a fantastic spot. If he's ever if he was ever going to get it done, this is a spot. It's been a really rough scene for him this year. I'd I'd want some news. I want like Sean Payton to just clean house. Give us McLaughlin at running back and let us see That'd him do his thing. And he he does look explosive. He does. I, I mean Javante, he just doesn't look good. Like you said, I'm I'm worried that like he just hasn't healed hundred percent. I don't know. If we don't get any news and like all three of these guys play, I'm probably out on the running backs. But I mean, if we got news that McLaughlin was going to start and be like the lead back here, gosh, sign me up. Love that. All right. Let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here. We had an okay game last week. Um, so we got, we got some making up to do. I feel like I've said it in the last three weeks. We got to, I got to step up my game. My game's been awful here. Give me a quarterback that's going to throw for 300 plus yards this week. 
Brock Purdy is nuking this <laughs> as everyone has done all season. Keith's like, I'm not even messing around. Give me the layup. <laughs> and I'm taking the guy. I am going to go to a guy that just if there's ever a time, Patrick Mahomes. Um, this is your this is your chance to just light it up. All right, uh, we're low on running back for a touchdown. We're recording on Wednesday night as usual. Um, no ownership yet. What do you got for me? You said this guy is always low owned. I definitely think he's going to be low owned in the spot. James Conner, he just finds a way to get it done every week. He does. He, he just the guy scores. He just gets yeah. in the end zone so much. We think DeAndre Swift will be chalky. Um, do we think? Do we think Zeke is going to be chalky? Actually, you know um, what? You know what? I'm going to go yeah. to my guy. Give me ETN. He will not be. Z- yeah. I think Zeke will have ownership for sure. But ETN, you're safe there. Give me ETN. All right. Quarterback, wide receiver, stack for a touchdown. Give me Lamar Jackson to Zay Flowers. I should go to a <laughs> Tyreek. I'm not going to. There's no fun when we do that. Um, I'm going to go Gino to DK. Love that one. They have to win. I mean... Wide receiver for eight-plus targets. Give me Chris Olave, assuming that he plays. If he happens to sit, give me – can I take two, or you want to throw one out there? No, go ahead. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I like that. I – gosh, I I wrote down two names, and you didn't pick either one of them. Um, I think Diggs is too chalky. Maybe he's not because he's expensive. Give me Stefan Diggs. I think Josh Allen is going to get Stefan Diggs going before the playoffs, and I think this is the perfect spot to do it. Tight end for a touchdown. Who's scoring? Uh, Gerald Everett. I don't think there's going to be anybody in the, in the wide receiver room there. Uh, we've seen Stick kind of lock on to Everett here recently. He should get plenty of targets. It's just whether they can get the ball down there close to the end zone. I'm going to go Evan Ingram. There was a time that Evan Ingram – couldn't find the end zone this year. Um, he scored three touchdowns over the last four weeks, and uh, let's do it. Especially, I mean, if Bethard starts, he just he just looks for Everett Ingram and dump off, dump off, dump off. I just need a dump off for a touchdown. Uh, defense for ten plus points. I I really believe that the Chiefs have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, Jake Browning threw threw a bunch of interceptions last week. I, I can see that happening again. They're at home. I like them. Yeah, they're gonna get after the quarterback for sure. I don't love any cheap defenses. Like every week I try to pick like a cheap defense that I like. This is a week where I just don't have a ton of interest in cheap defenses. I'm going to go Houston against Tennessee. Um, They're 3K on DraftKings. I don't want to go too expensive, but really like the Jags defense this week. All right, let's get into the betting portion of the show. Against the spread or money line, what do you got for us this week? Give me Seattle minus three and a half at home against Pittsburgh. Uh, like I know that Mason Rudolph played well last week. I'm I don't buy that. We've seen him play poorly throughout his whole career, so I'm not buying that he's magically this great quarterback. Uh, I like Seattle to get get back on track here at home. Yeah, I like that call. Um, man, I hate. <laughs> I hate taking teams with this much um, juice, but I'm going to take Philadelphia. Um, they're minus 10 and a half. 
I don't think it's going to be that close. I just I strongly consider that one as well. I'm I'm fully on board with you there. I think they're they're out to prove something here. They've struggled a little bit. They need a statement game. Arizona's so bad, man. Yeah. All right, give me an over under. What do you got? Give me New Orleans, Tampa Bay over 42 and a half. You said it's great, great weather down there in Florida. Um, I, with New Orleans defense banged up, Tampa Bay's defense we know can be very vulnerable through the air. I think this is a, a high scoring shootout here. I already bet this. Um, I'm I'm with you 100% on this one. Um, I like this one a lot. Um, gosh, you took mine. All right. I had a feeling you were going to like that one too. Gosh, I really like that one. <laughs> um, I mean the Homer, the Homer in me likes the Baltimore game to go over. So I'm gonna go Baltimore, Miami over 46 and a half. I think that's gonna be a, a really close competitive football game. And I think it's gonna be high scoring. So they're the over I think the... they'll, they'll push each other for sure. I, yep. I like it. All right, give me a player prop that you like this week. Give me Bijan Robinson over 25 and a half receiving yards. Um Chicago has a really tough run defense. We know Atlanta, Atlanta likes to run the football. I just don't think they're going to be able to do it that well at Chicago. Uh, so I think they need to turn to the air, and Bijan out of the backfield should be a clear path for them to move the football in a game that they need to win. You said it was 24 and a half? 25 and a half. I mean, that's still solid. I like that one. Um, yeah. I, I like that call. Um, I'm going to go to my guy, man, Mike Evans. He's sitting at 64 and a half here receiving yards. Like we, you already talked about it. No Lattimore. He's already, they say he's doubtful to get him and Thomas are both doubtful to play this week. I'm going to go to my boy, Mike Evans over 64 and a half receiving yards. Um, well, that's <laughs> that's I it. my pick them. <laughs> yes. Finally. I love when we agree. I love when we agree, <laughs> but I don't like when you take my pick. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you a second. You got it. Now you got to find something else. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. No McLaurin on prize picks. Is it? Do you have underdog pulled up by chance there? I don't. Okay. Um, I love when I take your pick. You see what happens? This is what happens. <laughs> it's rough. I know, man. At least you're prepared with like two. Usually, <laughs> I usually this is a complete two. complete blindside for me here. Yeah. Do you have an Olave line yet? No. Whatever McLaurin or Olave's receiving lines are, I'm going to be really interested in those, um, especially if they're in like the 60 range where they typically are. Um, let's see here. I know. I agree, Derek. He said, finally, Steven taken um, Keith's <laughs> picks. <laughs> so Olave is at 66 and a half on the sports books. Can we just put that one down? And I mean, I assume that it's going to open in the in the same range. Yeah, that's that works for me. I think that works for yep. everybody else. Um, more than sixty six and a half receiving yards. Yep, I like it. I'm going to go CMC more than eighty seven and a half rushing yards. Um, that line seems very low for this matchup. Um, he could, I mean, like he's gone for over a hundred rushing yards in four of his last five games, and he's been over ninety and five straight, and he gets one of the best, if not the best matchup in the league. Um, and as much as I hate to say it, like if he has a big game, he might be the lead guy for the MVP. So I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey more than 87 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Love that McCaffrey call. I do think that like 
they're going to be pulling away in this game, and they're I truly believe that they'll be padding McCaffrey stats here. So I, I love that call. Um, wild massive slate again. We we have thirteen games after not having more than ten last week. So um, huge slate. There's some fun games on this one too. That that Miami Baltimore game though definitely the the clear standout of the slate. I will say this too. Like watch the weather. Um, we stop talking about weather when it comes to NFL because it changes so much throughout the week. So watch the weather. Um, it is that time of the year where you have to pay attention to the weather. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, we'll be back next week for week 18 and a ton of mess. But honestly, I'm actually kind of excited for next week because there's so many close like playoff races where I feel like we're going to have a lot to d- discuss next week as far as um, week 18 slates are concerned. So hope everyone has a fantastic week 17. We'll see you again next week. Have a happy and safe New Year.